1: spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer here's a camping hack from ll bean to make your next trip the best yet when putting together your gear wrap a piece of duct tape around your water bottle it's barely noticeable but if another piece of gear breaks or tears pull off your tape to make a quick patch or repair for more camping hacks visit youtube.com slash ll bean ll bean be an outsider Hey, everybody, and welcome to In the Clinch, the MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. I'm Paul Fontaine. If you can't tell by the sound of my voice, I, uh, I, I spent the weekend in Las Vegas, uh, cheering at the top of my lungs for about four different rests four or five different wrestling shows, and uh, I'm getting a little old for this, and my voice is completely shot. But I'm back. Uh, we're a day late because I had a really heavy travel day yesterday. And uh, joining me as always is uh, Ryan Frederick. Ryan, you uh, missed you in Vegas, but uh, I hope you enjoyed your uh, your holiday weekend.
0: Yeah, I really regret. Missing everything in Las Vegas this weekend, this this past weekend about Wednesday morning. Whenever whenever I saw, you know, you and all my other friends that were out there traveling, I was like, the big old fear of missing out and regret hit me, and I was just like, next year, next year is hundred percent for me. But yeah, but yeah, also also speaking of Las Vegas, today's one of my favorite days of the year because the World Series of Poker in Las Vegas kicked off today, so yeah. you you know so much going on in wow. that city in this city and I really regret missing out, but I hope everybody had a great time. You know, I know you saw some people that we haven't seen in a while and it would have been great to see all those people, people, you know, friends from, you know, Canada, Washington, England, Boston, all that. So,
1: yeah. So, Met, met some new friends, um, met some, uh, yeah, some old friends again. Um, yeah, I don't know how many of them. I know Wade, I hadn't seen in a long time. I know he listens to the show, so shout out to Wade. Yeah, Jay- uh, James. James. Uh, listens listens when he can, yeah. Hung out with him for probably more than I ever have uh, and uh, had a great time with him. Took me for some tacos, yeah, he was, which, he uh, was tell- you know, it sounds... He was telling me about that, Tell me about that. <laughs> was just, so, yeah. 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 They were good. They, you know, like I don't like spicy. So I, I, uh, you know, I made sure that they didn't put any s- sauces on them and, and it was real good. I, I wish I had, would have had more and I got this real cool, like non-alcoholic sangria that was, uh, awesome. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we had a good time. Met some, met this dude from, uh, actually James and I both, we met this dude from, uh, Brooklyn and, uh, we, we had, we had a great time hanging out with him and ended up hanging out with him most of the weekend. Cause he didn't really know anybody from the convention. So yeah, yeah, it was a good time. And like I said, uh, no, no MMA for you to cover. So you, you got to just watch the shows, uh, you know, the wrestling shows and everything. And, uh, I guess the only, thing that we would normally cover from last week um well actually before we get into that we got to talk about we we, we're supposed to kick off the show with this all the time so we got to talk about and i I guess what we were just talking about kind of uh leads into it because uh we enjoyed our week off but we got like three months in a row of shows um I think if I if I was if I'm doing my math right, like from this coming weekend until August 20th, 27th, uh, we have shows every single 27th. Okay, 12, 12 straight Saturdays every single weekend. Twelve straight Saturdays. Wow! And what do we got? Three pay per views in that time, or is it four? It's four, right? Uh, I think. Yeah, we got, uh, yeah, next one in we June. Got we got two in July, three. and then one in
0: August. Yeah, yeah, four, four. Yeah, the, the August ones before the. Before the uh, yeah. is, is the last one on the 20th. Yeah. Yeah. Four. And, and
1: uh so that's four, four pay-per-views and eight fight nights. And of the eight fight nights, only
0: four of them are in the apex. So well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. At least for now. Um, no, there's only yeah. four. So yeah. that that's uh yeah, there's only four the, the upcoming weekends and then one in July and, and one in August and, and the last one in June. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the fourth. I was like trying to think three, four, yeah, yeah. four. So, Yeah, and we got we got
1: that (laughs) and we got Imagine there's some Bellator stuff. PFL will be back for their second round, um, of the regular season, Yeah, there you go. Uh, which we can't wait for.
0: <laughs> got a, got a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. Everybody who was complaining about no UFC on this past Saturday, where well, you're going to get your fi- fix and everybody who was complaining about, about, you know, AEW double or nothing being too long at four hours and 26 minutes, which was the official time. I'm like, I'm like, y'all got nothing on me watching these UFC shows every, every Saturday. This that are, that are yeah. five, five to five and a half to seven and a half hours long. So, so get back to me when you're watching that every Saturday. Yeah, no kidding. And I mean, even when we, when we go to Vegas, like,
1: uh, for UFC, I often will not go, especially in Vegas. I won't go for the, um, for the early early fights, unless I'm covering it, but uh, I'll you know I'll go for the prelims and the main card like the 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 main prelims and the main card, which is still, you know, five hours usually. So and I don't know what it is, but it didn't feel as long. But this AEW show, man, that felt long. But uh, yeah, 12, 12
0: shows in a row. And um, yeah. Wh- and,
1: what are some of the big? what yeah, are some, and and what? Go ahead.
0: And I'll be at a few of those. So for all the for all the even talk about how long those sh- oh, okay, how long those shows are. You know, for somebody like me, media member. Who gets there an hour and a half before the show starts and is there for two hours after the show? Those are even longer days. So, so yeah, it's no
1: kidding. So you said a few of them. I know. Obviously, you're going to the Dallas show. What uh, what other ones Austin, are you planning
0: to go to? July second, uh, Austin show in uh, in June. Because uh, okay, because that's a June. What's that? June eighteenth, 18th? 18th. and so and two weeks from now. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, possibly July second, Vegas. It's to be determined. To be determined, but, uh, you know, I might, I might head out to New York, Long Island, you know, we'll see, we'll see. And kind of oh, depends yeah. where kind of also depends where August 13th and August 20th, 20th end up, end up, there's, you know, rumors about a bunch of different places. So who knows? Oh, cool. Cool. Well, I mean, they, um, they, they seem to like
1: Texas. Uh, they're selling a lot of tickets there and, um, yeah, I, uh, I. Now, what are um, just for people that may not be as up on what's coming up?
0: What are some of the big fights over the next twelve weeks? Okay, uh, that just off the top of your head. <clears throat> well, we'll get we'll get into this week's show, but then then next week on June eleventh, you have the big UFC two seventy five pay per view in Singapore. You got Glover Teixeira and Yuri Prochaska for the light heavyweight title, uh, Valentina Shevchenko and Tyler Santos for the women's flyweight title, and then uh, Zhang Weili and Joanna and the rematch of their absolute. Classic fight, fight. Too bad that's only gonna be three rounds, but I think it'll be just as good. Then August eighteenth, you're in you're in uh, Austin, Texas with Calvin Cater and Josh Emmett in the main event. Also Cowboy Cerrone and Joe Lozon in the co-main event. August tw- or uh, June twenty fifth, uh, they're back at the Apex. Uh, they just announced this week that the main event's gonna be be a lightweight fight between you know ranked ranked prospects that are moving up the rankings, uh, Armin Sarukian against Matu's Gamro. You know, I, I saw a lot of people. Well, I saw a lot of people criticize yeah, the main yeah. event, but it's a show at the apex. It's it, you know, some of these shows. It doesn't matter who's in the main of main event, and, and it's honestly, it's honestly good. The only way you're going to make main eventers is to put new people in in main events. So you know, you know, trying to find a fight mm-hmm. on that short notice, you know, the main event. You know, just go with a go with a good fight you had booked already. That's nothing wrong with it. Then July second, mm-hmm. Las Vegas, you have the big the big oh. You know, International Fight Week, Adesanya, Cannoneer, uh, Volkanovsky, Holloway, you know, all that, all that hoopla. Then July 9th, you're back at the Apex with Rafael Dos Anjos and Rafael fiziv Then... Uh, July 26th, you're in Long Island with Yair Rodriguez and Brian Ortega in the main event. That's going to be a hell of a fight oh. right there. That's a great matchup. July 23rd, you're back in London with the loaded card, Tom Aspinall and Curtis Blades in the main event. July 30th, you're in Dallas, Texas, UFC 277, Pena Nunez, um, and then uh, Royval, not Royval, uh, Moreno and Kai Carr France for the interim flyweight title. We'll kind of get into into some stuff going on with that later. Then, uh, yeah, August <laughs> 6th, you're, uh, I think it's back at the Apex, uh, Jamal Hill and Tiago Santos in the main event. Uh, August 13th, uh, Location to be announced uh, it's not at the apex. I've heard possibly Boston Boston Salt Lake City, Seattle, maybe one of those one of those no main event yet uh, There was rumblings of Piotr Jan against uh, Cheeto Vera as a headliner But it doesn't look like that's gonna happen mm. because I don't think Jan's gonna be ready even though Vera accept uh, Accepted or verbally accepted the fight. So the main event for that one you know, is up in the air, and then August twentieth is a uh, UFC two seventy eight. Either Salt Lake City, Boston, Seattle. It's, 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 two of those events are going to end up. Yeah, two of those cities are going to have 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 two of those events and the odd one out is going to have a show later in the, in the year. I think it's going to end up being in Salt Lake city for the pay-per-view though. But, uh, you know, uh, nothing, nothing on the books there yet. You know, there's, you know, they're trying to figure out what fight could be, could be Usman Edwards. If Usman Court McGee on that card, <laughs> Court McGee's fighting in Austin. So, you know, so, but oh, yeah, shoot. but, uh, okay. could be Usman Edwards could be Sterling Dillashaw could be something else. Who knows? So, all right so you uh you might see um cerrone and lozon's last fight uh, yeah well lozon's for sure cerrone i'm not sure so, cerrone says he's gonna fight fight he yeah. gets 50 fights in the in with with zufa <laughs> with zufa, right. with ufc and wc which is only which is at like 47 or 48 so it's only like two or three more fights and if he if if he i feel like that i feel like that go ahead. if he go wins it. against lozon i mean you can get two more fights out of him especially if you protect him and i'll kind of bring up a scenario later where you know w- which would kind of make sense so so but uh that's um i mean that that i just have a feeling that's going to be a
1: special fight yeah and uh i'm glad uh, i'm glad you're going to get to see it live um okay yeah, so that's yeah. uh that's our wild wacky upcoming schedule um so last before we get into this week's coming show um we had the tough episode 4 uh from last week i did haven't seen this yet it's sitting on my pvr cuz i it aired on tuesday night and i flew out uh like very very early in the morning on wednesday so uh what 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 happened this week did we get the
0: expected weight Cut drama Yes yes. That that we were going to have Chantel Coates uh, She was she they uh checked on her weight prior to prior to the cut she was one fifty four point five five means she needed to cut twenty eight and a She's half sad. pounds uh she uh let me see i I've, I've got the i've got the recap i watched it but uh but I didn't like write take any any notes i think she
1: yeah i'm the same i'm just I'm, I'm kind of scanning through the recap so
0: right yeah now. she got down I, she got she missed weight. She was gonna miss weight, and they took her off the team, and she was replaced. Uh, wow, she was replaced by uh, Laura Gallardo uh, okay. in there, and uh, and uh, uh, Coates was supposed to fight uh, Brogan Walker, uh, but uh, Walker had a knee injury. Yeah. Knee injury, so they switched the matchup to where Gallardo fought Catherine Paprocki. Yeah. So they fought. Yeah. <laughs> the, what a shit show! Yeah, yeah, all this whole entire fight, fight, you know, got switched switched around, switched around, and then, uh, yeah, then then Gallardo won by majority decision after the two rounds. Two rounds, but there wasn't much in much of the there show he, he, either. I haven't watched episode five came out tonight as we were before we recorded. I have not watched that yeah. watched that yet. Maybe I'll do a better job of taking notes, but but I know it's got Bobby Maximus against Eduardo Perez on uh, episode five tonight.
1: Honestly, out of, uh, you know, other than Muhammad Usman, I think Maximus is like the second most interesting thing on this show. So I'll be uh, looking forward I've, to that. One.
0: I've heard, and, I've heard some good things about, about tonight's episode and that they make you, that they make, okay. make Bobby Maximus into a really compelling character.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And yeah, of course, if you don't remember, Maximus is the guy, he's 43 years old, oldest guy to ever compete on tough. And he's also, uh, he was on season two or three uh, under a different name, I think. Um, Whatever his real name is Uh, Rob Rob something or other. Rob McDonald, that's right. Um, So, yeah, so that's episode five. So we'll we'll talk about that a little bit next week. Hopefully by then I'll have watched. I got so much crap I got to watch on my PVR. Um, All right. And uh, so now we got this week's upcoming show, which uh, I did some research uh, before we started recording and uh, God damn, pardon my French, this show sucks. Um, I mean, there's some, you know, the top two fights are probably, well, I mean, big names in the main event, but could be a terrible fight. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the co-main um, featherweight fight between Egan and or Eveluwev. But man, there's so many people on this show that like nobody knows. Um, I'm like just was looking through and I couldn't believe how many like fighters there were that were either making their debut or it had like one or two fights. And, uh, you know, I honestly, the most one of the more interesting fights to me isn't even on the main card. I don't think unless my lineup is wrong. And that was uh, Fleece
0: Herring and Carolina Kovalevich. Yeah, that was uh, the strawweight one's but headline headline, of the prelims. Honestly, the, the, you know, outside the main of ev- the top two fights, the most interesting per- person on the show is in the very first fight of the night. I don't That kind of doesn't make sense to me. Oh, yeah. Blanche. Yeah. Or Altridge, yeah. Yeah, 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 and even Altridge is like... Is you know she's, she's seven. She's and, got a bit of a name. she's seven and three in the UFC too. Yeah. yeah. So and then Blanchfield. Yeah. Blanchfield's it's one of the yeah, Blanchfield's one of those flyweights that they're trying to trying to build up as a potential person to dethrone Valentina Shevchenko. And you're putting her in the opening in an opening fight of a weak ass card when you should be putting her on on the main card and showcasing her again, especially against somebody like Aldridge who has a good record. But I digress on that.
1: And uh, this is a one o'clock show, um, Eastern, so noon, noon, uh, Central. Um, and I guess, you know, that that's that that's the start of the prelims or is that the main card? That's the prelims start. The main cards at four Eastern time. OK, so. So like this almost looks like a card and judging from a lot of the names on the card, like this looks like a card that's designed for Europe. Um, yeah. You know, like, and even the time zone is, you know, like, this is a, this maybe a fight where they're hoping to get the Russian audience. I mean, you got Volkov, Evloev, uh, Zhiruk Adashev, you know, who's uh, Azhar Mazrakov, you know, a few, few other names on here, like Zhalga Zhumagolov, Renat Fakradinov you know so there's a lot like this is a fight like remember i when we were doing shows during the pandemic era i was like yeah the i i I kind of look at some of these cards and say oh this show would be here this show would be there this looks like a show that could have been in moscow but or somewhere else in russia but they're obviously not gonna be running in russia anytime soon um yeah but yeah this seems like a show designed for that market and given the start time that could be you know more indication of that uh i don't know what's airing in terms of basketball or hockey on saturday but maybe that's also a reason why you'd have a fight like aaron blanchfield early on so that maybe they think more people will watch it although i can't imagine a ton of people are going to be watching a show at one o'clock eastern on espn plus but who knows
0: yeah i mean there's Uh, no this show is all on espn yeah there's no nba nba there's okay there's you know Avalanche Oilers. If it goes to yeah, there's Game Three. Hmm. Game Three. That's it. The, but that's on TNT. ESPN doesn't have anything on it, so yeah, it is what it is. What a game!
1: <laughs> what a game that was today. Holy crap! Uh, I don't know if you've been following it at all, but at uh, opening, they had the opening game tonight, and I watched uh, watched a bit of it, and holy smokes, it was uh, it was like the old time hockey that I grew up with. It was eight six. Which, uh, is, yeah, for for hockey is like pretty incredible, um, but yeah, I'm. Uh, I mean, I might be watching game. You know that that might be what, what I'm watching Saturday night, honestly. Um, but yeah, so Volkov and Rosenstruck in the main event, and one thing I noticed when I was going through, and and we'll we'll talk about my ROI picks later on, but Volkov is a guy that always seems to win the fights he's supposed to win, and always seems to lose the fights that he's not supposed to win. Um not too many upsets either way when, when he's fighting. And it's kind of the same way with Rosenstruck. Like so I don't really like have a sense on this fight other than Volkov's the favorite, so I kind of expect him to win. Although Rosenstruck's obviously got enough power that he can he could hit him, but the way Volkov fights, he he'll probably just keep distance and try to go like 25 minutes and Rosenstruck will probably get tired and maybe Volkov Volkov will tag him at some point and then get him down and finish him because he's gassed out. Like I don't, you know, I, I, I obviously Rosenstruck could knock out anybody, but I don't expect him to knock out Volkov.
0: Yeah, this feels like one of those we need a main event. Let's find a couple heavyweights to plug you plug in, and here we go. I mean, I mean, you know, they're, they're I mean they're still both in the top ten, but they're like those title contender gatekeepers now now, and the loser of this fight is definitely that gatekeeper status whereas the winner still has an outside hope of getting into title contention one day but they're going to need, they're going to have to beat guys that are ranked ahead of them and I guess this is kind of yeah, they're in the, they are definitely in the same position and, and Volkov is surprisingly this is Volkov's seventh UFC main event uh, that's tied for tied for third most since wow. uh you know, since like the start of 2019 i think i think and it's a quick turnaround for him too because we just saw him we just saw him in a march when a uh, tom aspinall submitted him there in london london whereas rosenstruck has a fight since september he had a fight with uh, Marcin Tabura fallout fallout when Tabura was sick on a fight day. It's just, yeah, it could be 25 minutes of a whole lot of nothing. Or it could be a quick finish. I mean, Rosenstruik has the power to finish Volkov. Volkov is very underrated, especially with his power and his length. And he could always get Rosenstruik down and submit him as well. well. Uh, It's just... You know, I would, I would expect the worst from this fight. And if, you, if we get anything better, including a finish, then it's probably a, a net positive for this fight. But uh, yeah, yeah, as far as who I think going to win, I'm kind of leaning towards Volkov right now. But, uh, you know, it's, it's heavyweights. Anything can happen in a heavyweight fight. NFL Sunday ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV,
1: which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. I mean, it's one thing you forget about um, about Rosenstrick, I mean, the only three losses he has are to Curtis Blades, Cyril Ghosn, and Francis Ngannou. Um, but they are three of his last five fights. So, um, you know, you think of him as maybe not quite as good as he is, but he also hasn't really been that tested other than those three fights that I mentioned. So this is, uh, yeah, it's kind of a critical fight to see where both these guys are at. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm... Uh, I'm Yeah, I'm kind of feeling the same way as what you said, I think. Um, and then in the, the co-main, I mean, this to me is like, it almost should be the main event. Like I, out of these two fights, I'd rather see this one go 25 minutes, although I'm not sure it will, um, than, than the main event. Like if it if either one of these was going to go the distance, I would rather see Dan Ige and Moffs or Evloev for 25 minutes than Volkov and Rosenstruck. You got Evloev coming in undefeated. Um, but he hasn't faced the level of competition that Ige has, so this is um, you know this is the biggest fight in the career really for Evloev, um, and you know he's gone to a decision in all of his UFC fights, uh, all all five, and uh, even one of those was a split decision. Um, but I, again, he should be favored just because of the fact that you know he's fifteen and zero, but Ige is. Um, you know, he's fought some really, really top, top competition recently. And at, at a plus th- three ten underdog, like I see a lot of people thinking, you know, probably thinking that that's good value, but, uh, yeah, I, um, we last saw EG, he's lost three of his last four, but Josh Emmett, Korean zombie and Calvin Qatar are those three, those three losses and all by decision. So what, what are your thoughts on this? One? Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you got got some of my talking points in, in there with the three of three or four, but yeah, Ige is a, I mean, I, and honestly, when you look at it. When you look at it, the uh, the Emmett fight, could have gone either way. Either way, that was a very close, close fight. Oh, if we yeah. remember, I think more people had that fight for Ige than they did Emmett, If I'm, I might be mistaken, but it was a very kind of close fight. But, but yeah, the guy Ige, is, you know, he's he lost his debut to Julio Arce. Then he, then he won six straight. He got wins over, over Edson Barboza when Barboza was still, you know, was still probably, you know, kind of near the end of his prime but still there and, and you know and he's probably still he's probably you know near the end of the first prime now and miris had who that was a big win at the time because Bektich was was kind of you know in that in that spot to where a win would have got him in into the pitcher and then bektic like ended up retiring after that fight or something like that or might have might have fought one once more but but yeah it's a big fight for ige but uh there's definite value Value there at his underdog status, Ivoloiev. You know, I'm. He's got a great record. He's been dominant, dominant with his wrestling. But again, you know, you know, Ige has been is battle tested, and he's he's the best guy that Ivoyev has fought has fought. So it's going to be a big test for big test for Ivoloiev to see what you know if he's actually you know. A uh, Habib, you know, a guy who's going to be undefeated, going for a title one, one day, or you know, if he is not ready to face these top ten guys yet. So, yeah, very big fight right there.
1: Yeah. Um I yeah, I like I said I, I kind of wish this one was 25 minutes but um what uh now the rest of this card uh and you know you'll go down the whole card in a bit but uh give us uh three fights that you can kind of pull out of this mess yeah, the, that uh people yeah. you know should should be looking at.
0: Yeah. Um I I've already <laughs> talked about it but uh the flyweight fight between Aaron Blanchfield and JJ Aldrich. I mean Blanchfield is well, I think she's let me click. On it. I think she's still, what, 20? 20. She's 23. 23. She just turned 20. Wow. She just turned 23 this month, this month of May, of May. But, uh, but yeah, and then, you know, she's got, she's looked great in her first, first uh, two UFC fights. The decision wins over Sarah Alpar and over Miranda Marat, Maverick in December. That was a very dominant and impressive, impressive win. Uh, she's, Eight and one, but her one loss really should be a win. Is a split decision loss to Tracy Cortez, Cortez and Invicta. Uh, but uh, you know she's got the she's got the skills and potential to be a challenger for for Valentina Shevchenko. But uh, JJ Aldridge, a solid seven seven and three in the UFC. UFC very surprisingly, uh, she's won three in a row. Excuse me, three in a row and four of her last five coming off a decision over Jillian Robertson. So uh it's not a fight that Blanchfield should be taking lightly lightly, but it's also a great test for her. Uh excuse me, how a little burp there. Um then uh That's good. Yeah, then the uh uh <laughs> going through this trying to Trying to find find three on this. I'm going to go a uh, fluff <laughs> flyweight flyweight fight. Jeff Molina against Zaga Zuma Gulov. Uh, Molina has been very impressive during his during you know in his first few UFC fights. He had an incredible fight with uh, uh was it, it, I don't know it wasn't Daniel de Silva de Silva it was it was uh, it was in a uh, in Jacksonville on that first show that they came back with fans uh, against. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll <laughs> our, our <record> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, I knew it was some Chinese guy that I couldn't remember. But uh, yeah, very. <laughs> very good, very good fight. Ten and, ten and two, very exciting, and he's a very good character on Twitter as well. Very, very smart in breaking down fights as well. As well, I'm looking forward to him more so than Zuma Gulov. Zuma Gulov is, you know, he's he's got a solid fourteen and six record, but he's only one and three, one and three in the UFC. Been uh, is coming off a loss to Manel cop. And then I guess on the third one, I'll just go Felice Herrig and Carolina Ko- Kovalevich. It's a rematch from a fight from a fight a few years ago. A few years ago, uh, that Kovalevich won, won. But both these ladies are are need of a win. Her- Herrig's lost three in a row, and Kovalevich has lost five in a row. I mean, they're both yeah, yeah they're both fighters that they want to keep want to keep but at the same but at the same time it's you know almost feels like a loser leaves town kind of fight but they both have name values and uh, name value and yeah it's yeah it's probably the biggest fight as far as names outside of the top two fight top two fights but yeah that's it's not much on this card I
1: I'd, I'd almost I'd almost say like maybe even the second biggest fight in terms of names, but um, you know, like because Mavstar Love doesn't really have a name as much, but um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd yeah I'd agree with those fights because I, I mean there's not much there. And then in terms of the ROI, and I'll have like uh, the UFC ROI show on YouTube later this month. This was a tough one because um, most of the the higher ROIs is on very limited amount of. um of fights that that we've that the guys have had, so um, the the top three that I would recommend because I'm gonna ignore the ones where they don't have a lot of fights. Um, Mike Trezano, uh, is, oh, who's fighting Lucas Almeida, has a 55.5% ROI, so I would recommend him. He's a But he's a minus 225 favorite, so it's not really going to pay much, but pretty good odds there. Uh, second one is Moffsor Evloev. Again, You know he's a minus 400 fave, but he's got a 37% ROI. But then also Dan Ige as an underdog has a positive 20.8% ROI, so it's a tough one. Um, I might throw Evloev on a parlay, and then uh, next the next one is Joe Selecki at twenty three point eight percent over Alex de Silva. He's a minus one seventy favorite, and he's also got a three and one record as a favorite. And I should mention Evloev as thirty seven percent. He's also got a five and zero record as a favorite. Um, obviously he's undefeated, so he's going to be, but he's, I don't think he's ever been an underdog, uh, a betting underdog in UFC for sure. So those are my three picks, but it's nothing like, like the last show or even the one before that, like when I was testing this out before I decided to bring it to this show, like there's always seems to be some good value. Um, there's like two, five six fights on this card that I'm recommending that y- you don't even bet on like because there's no value on either side so it's uh, it's not even an interesting show in terms of betting um, which you know kind of sad but um, I mentioned uh, you know some of the fights that you hadn't talked about yet so why don't you run down the rest of this
0: card? okay so as we said earlier it kicks off at one Eastern time with the prelims everything on ESPN plus 14 fights on this card so be prepared for kind of a wow. long Long, you know, afternoon, but it kicks off with the flyweight women's flyweight fight, Erin Blanksfield against J.J. Aldridge. Then we have a welterweight fight, we're Renat. Uh, read Dinov, I don't even know, but uh, he's making. <laughs> Get ready for all for all yeah, these. Yeah, I know. I'm doing cover. <laughs> I'm doing coverage. I mean, I always copy and paste one name, one name in the coverage to make it go quicker. But some of these, some of these have a couple of them. But uh, but yeah, he's uh making his Just UFC. Go with Renat. Renat, yeah, yeah, he's making his UFC debut. He's twenty and two, very impressive record. Uh, find Andreas Mikolitis. Mikhail, Mikhail, uh, then we have Flyway fight Fly, Jeff. Jeff Molina against Zagas Zuma Gulov Bantamweight fight Johnny Munoz, Munoz against uh, Tony Gravely a I don't know if this this is a lightweight or welterweight fight but it's Nicholas Dolzy against Benoit Saint Denis then we have a featherweight fight Damon Jackson fighting on short no, uh, fighting short notice replacement Daniel Argueta Argueta is a is a cast member from the previous season of the ultimate fighter fighter the the uh Volkanovski-Ortega season. We have a lightweight fight, Joe Selecki and Alex Da Silva. And then capping off the prelims is the strawweight fight, Felice Harry against Karolina Uh Main card kicks off light heavyweight fight, Alonzo Minifield against Askar Mazharov. Uh, then you got flyweight fight, Oday Osborne against Zaruka Adeshev. Uh, women's flyweight fight Kareen Silva making her US UFC debut against Poliana Botello. Uh, featherweight fight former tough winner Michael Trezano against debuting Lucas Almeida from the contender series. And then you have featherweight co-main event, Danny Ga against Movzar, Ivloyev, and heavyweight fight, main event, Alexander Volkov against Jarzinho, Rosenstruik. So you've got Paulina
1: Botello and Kareen Silva in, in, on the main card, like I don't understand why that isn't the opening fight, and the, you know, the Aldrich um, Blanchfield, you know, would be on the main card, and then this, Odie Osborne against Zaruk Adeshev, like God bless him, but he's four and three, like yeah. what the I heck mean, is this doing ori- on the main card
0: originally? And then you got the originally the that Osborne Adeshev, that was actually a change that was made today, that was on the prelims and Harrigan. Kovalevich was on the main card, and they switched those two. Yeah. Switched those two for whatever reason. Weird. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Hopefully they they switch it again. Um, and of course this show is at the apex, which uh, you know is our bane of our existence. But hopefully it's uh, ending soon. Um. And uh, yeah, not much else to say. It'll be on uh, ESPN Plus. I haven't looked to see what it's going to be on in Canada. We probably have like four
0: different bypass feeds. So fight. F- is it fight? Yeah, minutes? I saw Aaron. Like, totally. I saw Aaron Bronstetter tweeted that earlier. Yeah, wow, that's that's crazy. Well, I mean, I think I, uh, I think I he right. said something like like UFC Fight Pass is committed to broadcasting a few full shows every year up in Canada. Oh, okay. And this is one of those.
1: Gotcha. So, all right. Well, it makes sense given the. Uh... <laughs> given the lack of star power on this show. Wow. I can't believe you're the first one to cough on this show. Wow. I, I, I should give myself a cookie for that.
0: Yeah. Well, I just choked um, up, All right. I just so, took a swig of water that went down the wrong way. So that wasn't a okay. natural cough.
1: Yeah. No big deal. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So, uh, that is next week's show. Uh, we, we did the, uh, recap. So we got some, uh, um, news uh the long island show you talked a bit about it already but it's 100 percent official ubs arena july 16th ortega and rodriguez as the uh as the main event um and you you said in your monday morning roundup column that uh was published yesterday that it's probably going to be abc for this
0: yeah yeah i mean yeah the uh the ESPN Fight Center currently has it has it listed as like a, a uh, 4 p.m. 7 p.m. you know prelim main card. But if you go to the to the uh, actual UBS Arena website website and it tells you the times, it says the the show actually kicks off at 12, 12 o'clock local time, which would be and then with the main card at three o'clock local time, which Those line up with what the ABC shows were were the previous two previous okay. two be an afternoon afternoon shows they just they have for some reason they don't want to pull the trigger on put abc doesn't and disney doesn't want to pull the trigger putting ufc on in primetime, but they have no no issues putting them on during during the afternoon on a saturday saturday so uh i mean the that was the rumor going around it's not official they haven't made an announcement and but uh but yeah i would uh if if uh I mean, you know, Dana said originally back, back a few months ago, he was looking at doing Covington and Comza, if you remember, remember, and he wanted to do it in July on yeah. ABC. So the whole talk about July on ABC, ABC has been there, been there. And this, this kind of feels like the show to do it. You know, you're doing it in a big market, a big ish market, you know, Long Island, Long Island, you know, it's either that or. But wouldn't that,
1: wouldn't be the, wouldn't be the main event if they were going to put it on ABC?
0: Well, that fight's not happening. But that was a that was the original. Was the oh, okay, Ortega, okay, gotcha. Or, yeah, that fight's not happening. Happening. Colby Covington's. Okay. Colby Covington's hasn't said shit since Jorge Masvidal knocked his chit, knocked his tooth out, tooth out. Like he's been <laughs> quiet. Like we haven't heard anything from Colby Covington. Yeah. Covington in a while. So since literally since that God since God, that happened. Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. So. So, but, but, yeah, but. Uh, I mean, like, personally, like, like, I would have tried to put that London show on ABC. That would have been because considering yeah. the time frame. Oh, yeah. Just the atmosphere and that card that they have. They have, and you put that main card that they're going to have even, on the on ABC. That would have that been more appropriate, in my opinion. In my opinion, and it's, who knows, it's still possible. But but they like doing do, having the ABC shows being over here in the states, so it's more easy. It's more easy. So so, but yeah, yeah, it's probably
1: better for publicity and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. All right, and then uh, when you announced the um, when you announced the uh, uh or you made the Broke the news, I guess is the best way to put it, of the Paul Costa of Luke Rockhold fight. My first reaction was, this fight's not going to happen. Like whenever it's originally scheduled for, whenever it's scheduled for, they're not going to happen. So it was originally going to be at the show you're going to on July 30th at, at, in Dallas, but it's already been postponed. So it's now being being moved back to August 20th. I'm still saying like there's better than even money chance. We never see these two get in the cage. But uh, this week they announced that that's, that fight has been moved to UFC 278, which as of this moment, does not have a location. And you've also speculated now we've got a a open spot on that UFC 277 card, so Dustin Poirier possibility uh because he's got, you know, a lot of fans in Louisiana which is not too far from Dallas. Um what's the story here?
0: Yeah, well, uh yeah, the the moving this fight off of 277 actually it really kind of hurts that main card and leaves a big big hole because if you look at the prelims on that show, the pre- prelims so far are pretty week for a pay-per-view card pay-per-view card and so now you're gonna have to yeah you're gonna have to find something and and you know maybe you get dustin in dustin in there now you need you need something because because you know yeah ufc's been selling tickets tickets well well and all that and they're coming with dallas to brendan with brendan brandon moreno dallas is a big hispanic market that might work work out but at the same time like like Dallas this Dallas building is a big building big building I don't know if they're going to sell 18,000 tickets for for Peña and Nunez without something else something else maybe Marino puts it over the top but I think if they put Poirier on there I think that would put it over the top and he really wants to fight in Dallas but back to the and Rockhold it yeah it got moved I mean there's no official reason why it got moved Rockhold did an interview interview saying like he's not surprised and it's nothing on his end his end it's it's purely paulo costa paulo costa and maybe he's too fat and can't make 185 that quick, is oh, that quick? You know, he might not make 185. This fight, you know, it might not happen, especially after the news came out today that uh, Paulo Costa is he's under investigation or got arrested in Brazil for something for for assaulting a nurse over his over a vaccination card. So I just this fight is not happening. Just, uh, like, I'm sorry, uh, like, like it's not yeah, happening. I mean, <laughs> I th- really th- honestly, think Paulo Costa is doing everything he can to get fired. It's just, it's, it's why it's, he, he's, so he can, so he can go to eat. Yeah. He? He's just, he's something's off with that dude. He's just not all there. And it's been, <laughs> and it, it's ever since yeah. the Adesanya thing, he's just been, been just like a nut job. Like, you know, like the most unreliable person on the ufc roster right right now and it's just it's ridiculous ridiculous and like like you said like you said it's probably still 50 50 on whether that fight's gonna ha- gonna happen i mean if i'm chris weidman i get training because because if you need a replacement i think rockhold and weidman at this stage is stage would be a good good time for a rematch considering both those guys what they've been through in the last few years but uh yeah paulo costa i mean we like to joke around with him he's one of our favorite targets to mess mess with but he's he's a part of my language he's a fucking moron it's just it's just it's, <laughs> it, there's nothing to it like you know, like there's nothing more than that and, and if you ever see his twitter it's like it's I don't know. It's it's the guy's got a few screws loose. We'll put you that way.
1: All right. And Luke Rockle isn't the most, uh, awesome person in the world either but <laughs> I, I think i'd choose him over paul i
0: love Cost. luke i love luke yeah. because yeah because yeah he's just a smug asshole and he knows he is <laughs> so that's the yeah. best part yeah it's like it's like it's like yeah, speak- it's like when you're a dickhead and you know you are but like but like really if you're like kind of you know publicly you come off as a smug asshole and you know it but privately luke's luke's a good dude i got a fun i got fun stories with him so Mo-
1: moving from uh, one uh, smug person to two more, we got the Diaz brothers, which I don't know if smug is the right word, but Just, they sure know what they are. Their, uh, they're
0: their own kind of different. A different, we'll put it that way. Yeah,
1: yeah, and they're uh, they're back in the news, kind of, although they're never quite out of the news. Um, Diaz is he wants to fight in July, yeah, so I mean, you know, Nate. if we'll start with if Nate. You don't, Nate first, Nate Diaz, yeah. So he, I mean, if you don't have Poirier or Maybe just do Diaz Boye, but I mean Diaz added to that uh, Dallas card seems like it would make a lot of sense. Yeah, but,
0: but but I don't again, know. We we know the story. They want him to sign a new deal. We've talked about. Yep. We've talked about. They want him to sign a new deal. He doesn't want to. He wants to fight Chimaev, but his tweet was great. He uh, he wants to fight Chimaev, but he claims Chimaev first. Chimaev was injured. Then he had visa issues. Then he was overweight. And then Diaz made fun of him over the fact that that he wanted time off to get married get married and ds kind of called him out on that saying saying you're a fighter what do you need time off to get married for it's just just kind of funny just but yeah yeah he says he wants to find july he's been saying that been saying that there's just we we know the story with nate it's but uh you know he always says he wants to fight but But at the same time, he went three years without fighting. So maybe you don't know what really what his motives are motives are. Maybe he claim and he's always claimed stuff publicly and privately it's been a different story and just just, you know, he he's always been one to to put him paint himself in a good light and fans love him and fans will believe him, but but there's always there's always a million sides to every story when it comes to those guys.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just think uh, it sure makes, I mean, it sure feels like they would plug that hole that uh, Paulo Costa left on the UFC 277 main card to just throw this guy on there. But I mean, it's, you know, it, as people are listening to this, it's already June. So we're talking about next month and that could be a little bit of a, you know, quick turn quick turnaround to just to sign a fight. But I don't know. Poirier wants to fight. Diaz wants to fight. Let's just have them fight each other and uh, and be done with it. Um, speaking of Diaz, as you said, uh, Nate's brother Nick says he wants to return in 2022, and he should get a title shot in his mind.
0: Yeah, he wants he wants to return in 2022, and the only fight he wants is a title shot against Kamara Usman. I mean, we know it's not going to happen, but uh, but yeah, I mean, and Nick's like it's like I'm too old for this shit. Why waste my time? I like like you know I just want to you know want to fight the best the best and. Uh, John McCarthy thank you for all your contributions to your sport to this sport but he said that Nick would light Usman up on the feet with the boxing i no oh my god no not not in 2022 not in twenty twenty two, maybe a tw- in twenty twelve. Yes, for sure. Twenty twenty two, that's not happening. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, ever since John McCarthy and Josh Thompson started doing their podcast they got more popular, they've they've been having. They've been trying to get on the hot take thing that gets them attention. Like, you know, I don't know. That's just kind of it's dumb. But yeah, that one is uh, that that one's out there. Props to they should. Uh, I mean, you know what?
1: Both Nate and Connor think that uh, Usman's an easy, an easy mark. Maybe they should just fight each other, and then the winner gets, uh, gets to take take the title from Kamara.
0: I don't know. But Nick, I mean, if Nick wants to fight again this year, that's that's great. You know, he's he he sounds like he's motivated to fight again this year. But really, guys, he should be fighting are like Matt Brown. Maybe Cowboy, if Cowboy you know gets yeah you know keeps on after the Lozon fight, you know Tony Ferguson, Connor even you know if, if yeah. Connor's not going to fight Nate, let him fight Nick. <laughs> that might motivate Nate. Yeah, that might come. motivate Nate, especially if Connor beats Nick and beats him. You know, pretty handily, that might motivate Nate to actually want to take that fight. So, so since that's yeah, the fight, they since that's the whole reason why Nate's not getting booked is they want him to fight Connor. Connor's like, if you're only gonna fight one more time for us, we want you to fight Connor. That's so it's, I don't know, I'm just yeah.
1: Um. All right. uh, Next, we have uh, the Korean zombie who had speculated uh, retirement, um, but now he's made an Instagram post this week. Said he wants one more fight. Yeah,
0: yeah. And he's hoping to have it in South Korea. Yeah, that's that's the basic gist of his. You know, yeah. He talked about we we heard his emotional kind of response after he lost to Volkanovski in April. You know, talking about you know saying maybe I'm just not good enough, good enough, and how he's talking about retirement. But but guys, often. Fighters, men, women—they often think about that after after a tough loss, and you know, you give them some time. Is like, yeah, you know what? I want to do this. You know, maybe only one more time, maybe, maybe long, maybe more than that. Who knows? Let's just take it one fight at a time. But yeah, he wants to fight once more, once in South Korea. Which, if they're going to tour tour South, it's about time to go back to South Korea. It's been since since December 2019, and you could put a zombie in a main event fight on that show. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Oh yeah, especially if you you, you book it as his retirement fight, could be could be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, that would be, be cool. Yeah. Um, all
1: right, and uh, and then the other thing
0: uh, that you would want. I do want to. Talk wanna, about... I do want to uh, bring oh. up something. Bring up something before we get into that, because since that's part of our fight announcements, something that I didn't send you on our list, but that was kind of coming up yesterday and today, uh, Davis and Figueiredo is pissed off about this inter- interim title fight. And to the point where he's talking oh. about vacating, vacating the regular title. So, so yeah, it's, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, he's that mad because he's mad that they made him enter a title fight. But the only reason they made an interim title fight is because Figueiredo, all of a sudden they want him to, f- he is fine. He's fine. A, f- a couple months ago after he fought Moreno, Moreno the third time and won and all of a sudden now that they want to do a fourth fight with Moreno he's his hands hurt needs surgery can't defend it can't defend it in July like you wanted me to so they had to go they went with the interim title fight because they need two time, they want two title fights on these shows he shows in case one falls off, they still have one. And now all of a sudden, he's talking about, yeah, I'm just going to give up the title, and move up the weight, Which honestly, if he's going to do, if he's an idiot, if he wants to give up the title, because right now he's guaranteed his next fight being a title fight on pay per view, which would mean he get title fight pay, pay per view points as a defending champion, and he's willing to give all that up because he's mad about an interim title fight being made. It's just like you know, like yeah. like we're really talking about like we spent the last few things talking about the stupidity of fighters, and you know, but and this is another another instance of that. It's it's you're willing to throw away way. You know, I mean Figueroa. He's not going to make huge, and 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 the third thing is, yeah, he won't get paid paid like he would in a title fight in a bantamweight fight against against you know a guy ranked eighth in the division. He's not going to get the same pay same pay for that. But he's talking about throwing away several hundred thousands of dollars to up to seven figures away because he's just mad about an interim title fight because he didn't because he didn't want to which was only made because he didn't want to fight brandon moreno for a fourth time so everything all that is his own fault to be honest
1: well and not only that if moreno wins i mean that's the only fight you can make so eventually he's gonna have to fight moreno again yeah or you know i guess Yeah. He's would be stripped or whatever. Um, And uh, yeah. And and another, uh, I guess this kind of is a mixture of what what our next segment would be is the new fights. But we, we got Patty Plumbill and we've talked a lot about him since his last fight. And he's got a fight on that London card on uh, July 23rd. And it's against Jordan Levitt, which is, um, it's a, it's a tough one for him. I mean, it's, it's a real test.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, whenever I first saw that, I was kind of like, I was trying to debate it in my head, like, like, you know, what, you know, what type of fight is this? Is it a good fight to make? Is it, is it an easy fight for Pimblet? And I'm not so sure. I mean, Levitt is nothing on the feet. We'll put it to that. We know this. If you've seen him fight, he's, he's yeah. one of the, he, no disrespect to him, but but and he'd probably admit it. He's probably one of the worst at striking in the lightweight division, and Pimblet's going to have the fight there. But when it comes to grappling, this is going to be a very good test for Pimblet because Pimblet is an excellent grappler, but Levitt might be better a better grappler than he is, and a better submission artist. So this is going to be a very interesting fight. And uh, you know, as I thought about it more, I'm like, you know what, this is, you know, I'm looking more forward to this fight this fight it's it's still a low level lightweight at the moment for pimblet it's a it's a fight that they're probably expecting him to win but at this but it's not the cakewalk that it kind of that people might yeah when people look at the fight because of pimblet's big name and they see he's fighting somebody somebody named jordan levitt most people who don't pay attention are our huge Pimlet fans are like, oh, this is a cakewalk. It's not going to be the cakewalk that those people think it's going to be. No, no.
1: In fact, like I said, that's why I was thinking that it was a little, um like, kind of a dangerous fight to make. But I guess if he can get ahead of Levitt, then, you know, he's, you know, he's he's not just all hype. Um it, I'm looking at this card. Um It's a stack card. And um, there's 11 fights on it. So room for... Uh, maybe one or two more. Like I'd like to see Jack Shore added to this card. Well, but, Jack
0: Shore's fighting this um,
1: on July sixteenth in in Long Island. Oh, okay, Long Island. <laughs> yeah, that's that makes no sense. Why don't they just move it to this? Car?
0: Uh, but anyway. yeah, they said that. But it's like we need we need some more okay. fights for Long Island, and and London's pretty pretty top heavy yeah it's funny they've
1: it's it's like it's most of the big names from the last London show are on this one and uh a uh you know and that was such a memorable card and and this one uh looks like looks like it'll be the same and right now it's scheduled for e s p n plus so um it'd be tough if not a lot of people see this one because I have a feeling this this will be a special card i mean there's so many big names on it um. So what what are some of the other fights uh, that have been made this week that you wanted to spot? Okay,
0: uh, July 9th, UFC Fight Night there at the Apex. Ricky Turkios who uh, won the Bantamweight uh, Ultimate Fighter most recently. He's got his first post-tough fight, you know, almost out of out action for a year. But he's fighting Eamon Zahabi. And then a couple more fights for the July 23rd London card. You got Mark Dekesi, who signed a new UFC contract. He's fighting Demir Hadzovic. Hadzovic has got a very impressive record. Then you got Nicholas Dalby against Claudio Silva on that card. Uh, August 6th, got a heavyweight fight uh, at the Apex UFC fight night. Augusto Sakai against Sergey Spivak. And uh, August 20th on that show, uh, August 20th, UFC 278. A uh, quick turnaround for flyweights. You got Jake Hadley against Victor Altamirano. Uh, September 3rd, UFC 5-9 Paris. Caitlin Chukagian against Manon Fioro this is official. We've talked about that. Basically, since wow. Chigayian won a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, that, that that was the fight she wanted. That's the fight that was targeted, and they got it signed. Uh, not on the list because my column came out yesterday morning, and it's Tuesday night. But uh, Robert Whitaker against Marvin Vittoria is official, also for that show. So you have, you know, you, your top three fights right now wow. are. Are Cyril Gaon, Titou Evasa, Whitaker, and Vittori, and Chukagian, and Fioro for the debut in Paris. That's you know that's a pretty solid lineup right there, right there. You know especially since it's going to be probably on ESPN yeah. Plus. Uh, you also have Machma and Muradov against Abu Smagomedov on that fight on that card. And then September 10th, UFC Fight Night, the women's featherweight division lives on uh, with Norma Dumont <laughs> against Danielle Wolf. So. Yeah, we got another featherweight fight.
1: Yay. That's uh man. Norma Dumont, she's like the only only person in that division.
0: I think well, Danielle Wolf is um, So is too, I, I think she's too I think she's too big to make one thirty five and she's a former boxer. She's only like one and or two and in, in MMA and she's like thirty seven, so I don't really I've only I don't know why they put her on contender series and then signed her, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Um, All right.
1: Uh, So we, yeah, not much going on this week. I mean, we're, we're, that pretty much wraps up what we had on the, uh, the old agenda. Um, This coming week, in addition to the UFC on ESPN plus, we've got, uh, got a few shows on Fight Pass, uh, Titan FC. I, I always like those shows, and that is like the one promotion I'll watch more than anybody else because they seem to have good names on them. Uh, that's on Friday at uh, 6.30 Eastern on Fight Pass. we got Icon FC from Virginia
0: at 9 on Fight Pass. Uh, real, real quick, real quick, real quick on the Icon show. That's yep. that's Jorge Masvidal's promotion, but uh, it's got the MMA debut okay. of a uh, uh, college wrestling standout, Bo Nickel. So that's kind of a, if, uh, if oh. you're very in, interested in Bo Nickel, if all goes well, he's going to be in the UFC sooner rather than later. So that's a big time. That's a big time. Like kind of, if you're looking at somebody to watch from the start of their MMA career and watch them grow to becoming, you know, a UFC fighter and possible UFC contender, contender, Bo Nickel, icon FC, FC on Friday night.
1: All right, I will definitely, uh, I'll, I'll definitely check that out because that'll probably be early in the show, um, given that it's his first fight. Uh, we got an LFA 133 from Denver on Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern and Fury FC on... Uh, uh, on Sunday from Houston at 4 p.m. Eastern, also on Fight Pass, and uh, that's uh, that's going to be just about it. Um, well, you know, one thing I might as well notice because it's also in your column was uh, it was actually as a recording, it was 14 years ago today that uh, the late great Kimbo Slice um, fought James Thompson on uh, on network TV, CBS, and and the. The show averaged 4.85 million viewers and 6.5 million viewers in the main event, which is like probably three times what a similar show would do nowadays on network TV. And uh, the, the one memorable thing from this fight was James Thompson's ear exploding. Um, and, uh, you know, and and I almost wonder if it might have had something to do with why we never got to see uh, these guys on network TV again. Um on at least uh until UFC came went on Fox in like twenty twelve. Well yeah, no, you had a few
0: more Elite XC shows on there than you had Strike Force. Strikeforce. Strikeforce really? yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh well, I'm surprised, and I thought uh,
1: for sure they would because that was gross. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say, um, but it's good. James Thompson did the job, unlike uh Seth Petrizelli a couple of years later. Uh, didn't want it, didn't want to do the job for old Kimbo. Um, so yeah,
0: that, that's uh, just smoking to wrap right. it up. Well, real quick, um, real quick, the probably the bigger thing on that show too was uh, the network debut of Gina Carano, too, and she became, oh, she right. became a massive. yeah, didn't
1: you fight Kedzie?
0: Julie Kedzie, uh, no, Caitlin is that Young. Julie
1: Kedzie that she fought? No, Caitlin Young on this. Caitlin Young, okay. Oh, and she's still around. Yeah, yeah, and that uh, that and that was the first women's fight on obviously on network TV. Um, well, this was the first MMA show on on network TV. Um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that Gina Carano, yeah, it became a big star. Kind of paved the way for Ronda Rousey and um, everybody else. Uh, people might not might know her for. You know, controversial comments she's made in social media and, uh, you know, the fact she's become a movie star, but yeah, she had a pretty big deal in MMA back in the late two thousands, um, or late, what, what do they call it? The aughts? I don't know. Um, <laughs> the, the double O's. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, late two thousands. Whatever you want to call them. Uh, but yeah, at yeah, the two thousands. There you go. So that that's just gonna wrap it up. Uh make sure to check out Ryan's uh column on uh in uh, that aired that aired, that dropped Monday on uh, fightgamemedia.com. dot com. And uh, his coverage of uh, well, I guess there's nothing from the uh that you're going to have from the wrestling observer, but you can check out his last week's uh, that's in last week's wrestling observer that covered the previous UFC show. And of course we'll be back next uh, Monday, hopefully back in our regular time slot. Uh, But so Ryan, so for Paul, for me, God, for Ryan, I'm Paul
0: and Ryan, why don't you take us home? Like, Uh, all right. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. Enjoy the fights this weekend and have a great week.